P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Brian, welcome back from your trip abroad, and uh, and Germany was part of it, right? Yes, I I actually am returning from Berlin. How many t- how many times have you been in Germany now? Three, four, uh, three, four. Uh, Eins, five. Uh, I don't know. In German. I've been once. Uh, so Kyle, we'd like to do this every time. There's a, I guess a foreign, not foreign film, but an accented thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to try out some German accents? Uh, some some German accents or some or am I trying to go for different regions? Like, I, I mean, different? if you want, <laughs> no, if you, if you, German accents. Some ge- yeah, wunderbar. Bitte dein So Philip Seymour Hoffman in this play is Gunther Bockmann. Gunther Bockmann. Try to do try to do your best Gunther Bockmann. My best Gunther is like a little bit like this. but no, but that's <laughs> he's very he talks very low in this movie and it's just yeah, you follow that woman. <laughs> This is one of a. It's it's yeah. one of Filtering Hoffman's interesting accent jobs, but you know I'm excited to talk about it. One of our last Hoffman films, and we get a oh man. get a German accent. We're it's getting, kind of, yeah, but it's 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 bittersweet. Uh, we're getting to the bittersweet moments. I think it's fair to say it's we're getting it's very it's a pretty uh, sauerkraut situation we're in. Wah, wah. Iggy Pop, amen. Let <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy. Oh, that's a Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehypnotization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to this week's edition of the PSI Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk great movies. Yeah, I mean, Hoff fans, we're getting towards the, the near end. This is our third to last film and this this is the last film that our late great our main man philip Seymour hoffman that he you know he starred in we've got two we've got part one and part two of mocking jay coming up but this is like his last you know his last hurrah yeah and it's the last film released um in his lifetime it was yes. theatrically released i believe after he passed away but okay. it he talked about it he saw it at sundance yeah this played after God's Pocket and this film played at uh, Sundance. Sundance. This, this yeah. was the second one, and he passed away a week like after it came out. But um, but anyway, we have a guest with us. Yeah, the movie, by the way, is... Oh, the movie, by the way, is <laughs> The Most Wanted Man. Even towards the end, people were just, you know, just professionals till the end. And yes, you alluded to, we do have a guest, Kyle. Yes. Kirkland Shepard, w- w- welcome. What's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming Thanks on. Thanks for coming on. You're, co- you're our last... Like you know, f- film episode guest. So thanks for thanks for you just squeezing in right towards the end. You know, it's an absolute honor. I'm psyched <laughs> and a little nervous. Oh no, don't be nervous. We trust me. We suck. We're, we're just like <laughs> brilliant marketers. Till the end. <laughs> oh come on, we don't. We're happy with what we do. But if you're listening at this episode, 
Yeah, we've you, done something right. Yeah, we've done something right. We're not. Or sure maybe what you're it is. a most wanted man fan in this yeah. first episode. So welcome <laughs> to PS I Love Hoffman. <laughs> so and well, Kirkland, welcome to PS I Love Hoffman. So I guess to give the Hoff fans a little bit of uh, context, I suppose. Context. Uh, we uh, met you. You actually came to a uh, a party of Brian's and. Uh, was that the first time you guys met as well? Uh, yeah, it's the first time we met. Yeah. And so, yeah. okay, so we all met on Dressed the same to day. the nines. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and we just, you know, a little small talk, and we uh, discussed how we have a podcast, and we said, you know, Philip Summer Hoffman, and I just, like, saw it in your, in your eyes. You were, you were excited, and you stated how you are a big, you know, f- fan of his. So. Best time we do it. <laughs> so yeah, we mentioned. We it. certainly agree with that. Yeah, so we mentioned it, and, you, and we asked you if you'd like to be on it. And now it's a, a few a few months later, but we 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 got you in here. And uh, again, thank you for coming on. So it's just he, Kirkland is a is a bi- is a big Philip Seymour Hoffman fan. I think that's what we need to know best about you, right? That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> so I got. And being as you're a big fan, we ask all our guests two questions. Our new guests. Yes. Um, first question is, what film did you first like, recognize Philip Seymour Hoffman in, or just identify him, or anything like that? Like, when did you become conscious of <clears throat> his greatness, I suppose? Mm, the first film, it's funny, the first film I saw him in mm-hmm. was Boogie Nights. Ooh. It's a great Scotty J. Yeah. We're and then, um, so 25th Hour. Ah, and then was like, oh, shit, that's the dude from Boogie Nights. And then went back and watched it again and was like even more blown away. Yeah, because, I mean, he is <clears throat> phenomenal in Boogie Nights, one of my favorite films, one of my favorite directors, if not my favorite director, and one of my favorite roles of his. But that's a big ensemble, so not that he gets lost, but there's plenty of other people to focus on. But that's awesome that you watched 25th Hour and then revisited Boogie Nights and appreciated him, you know, even more so. Yeah, yeah. That was a that that was a killer role. It was it was like maybe one of my favorites of his. Well, that that I guess that leads yeah, to good our segue. our second question. See, I don't know why you're so nervous. You're doing this perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the second question we always ask is, what are some of your favorites, if not your favorite, Philip Seymour Hoffman roles and and slash films? Um. Yeah, something about the role in Twenty Fifth Hour was such a uh, such a real dude. Yeah, you know, like a, a semi troubled still waters run kind of deep. Yeah. Yeah, he's who's who plays the student Anna Paquin, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and like their <clears throat> relationship, and I love that shot that he's like floating almost, like they do like that dolly shot that. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. And it just looks like when he's. I guess he's really drunk, right? And going to the bathroom and he kisses her. And it's just, he's just always playing. Right now, I'm just like, and he kisses her. Like, <laughs> like, my shoulders are like moving into like defense mode. Like, it. I'm just you're like, it's it. just like, he plays such vulnerable and awkward. Yeah. And, right? And even, I mean, in today's role, that's just, it, it's, you know, he's a by and but like he's still just the way he carries himself it's just like at any moment you just feel like he's gonna break or just <clears> the way yeah. he's smoking cigarettes in this movie but yeah that's yeah the, 25th, um, 25th hour that's a the mannerisms mannerisms yes. got it he says so much in 
his full body. Mm-hmm. His performance says that. It's something that we've definitely noticed is the vulnerability and just his his literal full body of the performance. Yeah, but twenty fifth hour, I like how he ends up with the dog. Yeah, yeah, happy. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's nice that he has a companion at the end. <laughs> this is a bit more of a. I mean, it's a it's a sad ending, but it's. Uh, like oblique, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> oblique isn't that part of the body? Isn't your obliques? It's, no, <laughs> but it is. It, you is can it? use it both ways. Oh, you can. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, good thing we have a fitness professional in the house. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I just want to read because I, you know, I'm always Mr. Uh, IMDb trivia for the for, for the film, and there was just, uh, you know, they said specifically made this like paragraph writing out what uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman said about working with the screenwriter. He said, this movie is about uh, a lot of things, including obviously how countries deal with terrorism, but it's also about a man who keeps doing the same thing and getting the same result. You get the feeling he can't stop. He really feels like he's trying to do the right thing, and I think actually he is. Hmm. Like That's just, you know, I mean, this is a film that I, I liked it. I think it was very well made. It's slow. I mean, it's, so it falls into this spy, right? Espionage, thriller. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I think thriller might be too heavy the, of a term. The trailer and Hoff fans, you know, like we, po- we posted the trailer yesterday. That's what we always, we post posters on Mondays on our Facebook page and trailers on Tuesdays, and then the episode always comes out every Wednesday, Kirkland. And uh, the I watched the trailer, you know, obviously yesterday and. It, they they make it like seem like it's gonna be like you know more of like a fast pace <clears throat> yeah on the run you know like really like a, a, a like born identity or something oh like yeah that. wow yeah. <laughs> you know what though it was um I remember thinking I was sitting here like okay 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 and the way it ended mm-hmm. the lead in the um. I guess the kind of serenity of the whole thing. Well, not serenity, but it was really like monotone. And then just bang, bang, bang in the end. It actually made it worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, that that yeah. calm before the quick, quick banger of a storm. Well, this was a very, like, subdued role of his. Like, he's someone that didn't mind in, like, a lot of roles becoming you know he's a very he's a very physically like there's the one moment in the bar where he punches that one guy which <laughs> right. i loved but like see just a little side note with that and we could talk about it later but mm-hmm. we started seeing his career so many times he was a guy who got punched yeah you know and, and he's ending his career as a guy who punches which i'm happy about yeah he leads a revolution in the, <laughs> the Hunger Games, so true um yeah, so but like this, he really doesn't raise his voice. You know, there's a lot of roles where he gets very intense. I mean, I think he's very intense just in general, but I mean like physically and vocally. This is one of his subtle under the surface mm-hmm. roles. Yeah. So and so that is interesting. That's like and again in like a high tension. You know, they're dealing with terrorism in this movie. Mm. But it's not till like the very end where he's just like, you know, what what with what happens that he's just screaming fuck at the top of his lungs. Yeah. And, but yeah. So before we dive in too deep, Kyle, why don't you uh, tell our audience if oh, they haven't seen it? Yes. What the film's about? So Gunther Bachmann, well done, thank, Uh Leads a covert German government. 
team that focuses on Islamic terrorist groups. When refugee Isa Karpov sh- shows up in Hamburg, they begin to thread a plot that will lead to uncovering a lo- uh, I'm sorry, what is it? Oh, a local philanthropist <laughs> funding Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good, so, yeah. good. Yeah, um, I so Rotten Tomatoes. It, it was pretty high on Rotten Tomatoes in terms of the critics. I have it open right here. Yeah, I didn't understand. I know it's sixty-five percent audience. That's, I think I, I'm not going to say fit, but uh, that's expected. I would but say eighty-seven critics. That's a big distribution. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, that's like what I said. Like. It's not like I'm in love with this movie, but it's a really well-made movie. Yeah. It's really well shot. It's a terrific yeah. cast. I do feel like some of the actors weren't necessarily used to their full <coughs> abilities. Like, I the, love Willem Dafoe. I well, can, question. Yes. How much of that do you think had to do with the accents? Well, yeah. that That's something that we even talked on the way over here. Um, weird that such a German film cast three North Americans. Yeah, like I Rich read... Rich McAdams being Canadian. Yeah, I read that they wanted to hire... make sure to hire a European filmmaker, so that's Ant- Ant- Anton Corbin. Yeah, and most of the principal cast... like, the, the t- main terrorist guy... Well, what's his name? Uh, Isa, whatever, is ru- a Russian actor. Yes. I looked mm-hmm. at his Wikipedia and it said he was the Russian James Franco. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. Sure. <laughs> that's a... Uh... But the other ones, most of the principal cast was German, including one guy, Dan- Daniel Bruhl. Yeah, which mm-hmm. totally, was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was in, in, He's great. His breakout role was in Glorious Bastards, and unfortunately, he's I mean, I think to mainstream audiences, but I, I mean, he's been, like he was, he was, he was well, to American movie. audiences. Yeah, yeah, true. So I, I like. Mean, I've just... been watching him since Goodbye Lenin, German film though. Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he, Rush. I mean, and he was, and he has a show now, right? Or he did a miniseries. Oh yeah, it's the the Alienist. With, yeah, the, the Alienist, Alienist yeah. yeah, on like TNT or something like that. Or USA. yeah, so he's he's got a career now, but he's kind of our the only German actor I knew yeah. there. But then, I mean, you've got an American in Robin Wright, but she's playing an American. Yeah, she's playing an American. That's okay. And she's, Th- she's third, the third, third collab. collaboration with our main man, Philip Zerhoffman. Can you name the other two? The, I wrote them down. Okay, good. The miniseries Empire Falls, and then... Which they were actually like... They were like, they played lovers in, but then Moneyball, which they didn't share. Yeah, they share didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't share any but screen time. So nice, yeah. And I saw that she was at, she attended his funeral, so that was... I guess you know they, it was the last thing they collaborated. Yeah, they have, they have great <clears throat> scenes together in this. They have great little like chemistry in this. Yeah. Um, but then the other we've got you know so our main man playing Gunter Bachmann and he's uh, playing a German and does a very good. I don't know for the Germans I've met. It's, we've both been. Yeah, I just got back from Germany. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I can never tell if it's a good German accent. It sounds like a good German accent because I'm not German. Yes. You know? But I don't know how the Germans feel. (laughs) He could be... It's always... You know, the British are good at doing American accents, but you hear that, like, the Americans are bad at doing British accents. But we can't tell because it sounds good to us. I feel like because we... I mean, there's obviously fast-talking Americans, but we still, like, are, like, more long-winded. Like, I feel like our word... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's <coughs> what do you, yeah. what, you think and of the uh, accents here? Um, we're in terrible. I think less is more, which which is a good thing. <laughs> yes. yes, 
in the case yes, of... Yes, they were like, oh, I'm Gunther Bachman. Well, you know, that's like. the whole Willem Dafoe, like, when he started speaking. At first, yeah, I wasn't sure if he, he was, was playing <laughs> British or German, but then right away I'm thinking of, like, Life Aquatic, where, he, where I forget his character's name. Oh, yeah, 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 And he's just like, why am I always BT? Like, it's very, like, like Bugs Life, like, I'm a baby butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, right. and yeah, Dude, no, that you're... guy flustered is one of the greatest things Willem to watch. Dafoe? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> He's just ah. yeah, great. Actor. And first time they've collaborated. Yes, and only, only unfortunately. Yeah. And then uh-huh. Rachel McAdams, a you, you, again, we were talking bef- beforehand, but she's so she's Canadian. Yeah, but she does her again. It's 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 they're very they're very simple accents, so yeah. it's not yeah, not it's thick, subtle. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I I'd say job well done on the accents because I guess they it. weren't because they weren't distracting. So maybe they oh, right. want perfect accents, but they're perfect for us with our listening. Yeah, it didn't sound like a joke. And I right. think the movie did not make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this movie was obviously more made for the American audience than the German audience. Because why cast these people then? Yeah. Um, anyone else of note? Uh, I mean, well, actually, I'd like to point out that, so there's the one, I didn't actually, didn't even write, I didn't write her character's name down, but the actress, Vicky, and I'll go out and say, uh, Creeps, Creps, uh, she's, Creeps, oh, Creeps, uh, oh. yeah, uh, she's part of, Phil, of, uh, Gunther's, of Phil Smer Hoffman's, like, team, and she was just in Phantom Thread. She so, was great. She was phenomenal. Yeah. And I am doing a little bit of a phantom thread right now and going out on a limb and saying longtime collaborator collaborator Paul Thomas Anderson, longtime friend of Philip Seymour Hoffman, saw this film and maybe that's where he discovered uh, That'd be nice. Let, let's Vicky. ship that. That's my yeah, like that's my it. little I like it. You know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not thinking about terrorism. Who did she about play? Actors. She's. She. I guess the biggest thing to. I mean, she didn't do much. She didn't do much, but she's the one that pulls up on the bike next to Rachel uh, McAdams. Oh, okay. To give you an yeah. easy. So she's not. I mean, there's the two there's women. The main girl. There's the main one that's like, like his Phil partner. His like main right partner. Yeah. yeah. Her name is uh, Irna Frey. <clears throat> she's played by Nina Haas. Apparently, yeah. she had some episodes on Homeland, which yeah. I didn't watch. I watched the first three seasons and then gave up. I watched the first season. (laughs) That was Um, it for me. And then the only other... And then, uh, Brian, you'll appreciate this, I I think. Uh, Then it also... One of the trivia was Philip Snor Hoffman appeared in a play in Hamburg 20 years before. Oh. Do you know where I'm going to go with this? No, tell me. Our biggest mystery of the podcast, Philip Snor Hoffman was in this Polish movie called Schuller. 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 And we don't know very much... We know very little about it because it's a very... If Hoff fans have been listening from the beginning, you know the story of Schuler, but just to give a little thing, it's this Polish, directed by a, a Polish uh, man, Person, yeah. and it's dubbed in. Wait, no, what's. No, 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 no I'm it, sorry. It's, they all speak English, except, and all of them are Polish actors, except for Philip Seymour Hoffman, but then there was the only version we could find was a one person, like, dub, Polish dub. We've gotten into this, and that was something that happened. It was like like, his second movie or something. Yeah, and so since this is 2014, they shot in like 2013, even 2012. This is 20 years before. That's right around the same time as Schuler. You think after? So I'm thinking maybe after he was in this Polish movie. Stayed around in Europe and did a play in... uh, Maybe, yeah. I actually heard him talk about (laughs) Schuller. I forgot to tell you. Oh. He briefly mentioned it 
in an interview for Hunger Games. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That he briefly mentioned that going to going to Poland, going to Poland. Yeah, because he's in his early like mid twenties, and he was in. This it's like this. This film is like the big mystery. It's a period piece. And it's, it's so just, weird. It's very, we had to put yeah. together. Yeah, it's 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 the holy grail. That's why we're pretty sure. Besides him and his mother, by the end of this, we will have seen. Well, at this point, well, I don't know if I've seen both Hunger Games, but at this point, we will have seen every Philip Seymour Hoffman film. Yes, and they're probably. This many people. I'm sorry, I'm putting my hand up. Yeah. <laughs> you can count on probably one hand <laughs> yeah. that many people have seen every Philip Seymour Hoffman film moment, I'm sure. Because I doubt he even showed that wow. film to people. Yeah, I don't think it really did. Because it was very hard. It was like an illegal I'm gonna Polish go to po- website. I'm, g- I'm to going to go to Poland. Really? Yeah. I'm, definitely, I'm going to go to Poland someday and find like, a print of this movie. Uh, and at least watch it there, if not bring it back. To Shula. Shula. That is so crazy. But this is a, this is a return to a European role. Yes. Has he ever has he played a European since? He's played an American, like in the sense of that, like he's first generation Greek in, uh, but he's very American in that. But yeah, which is a similar Charlie film, Wilson's Charlie Wilson's War. Yeah. Mm. So this is another one that's political. The fourth, yeah, you know, Jew- and he was in a boat off England in. Uh, oh yeah, that too. What movie was that? Uh, okay, you want to see the boat that rocks, rocks, but pirate radio, pirate radio yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, let's. Uh, well, uh, I want to say, like, I really enjoyed this film, but I knew I would enjoy it more than most people because, you know, I like slow-burning films. And, <laughs> and I like geopolitical issues. Government and politics major at St. John's. So yeah. it's like, this is like, ooh. And, and I love Germany. Again, I've been, like, three or four times. Like I said, just got back from Germany. Yeah. So I, I, I get why it's 65%, but I'm more in that critic thing because I actually... I enjoy that slow burn. I enjoy the. Did you recognize a lot of the places? In Hamburg? Yeah, in Hamburg. Mm, I was just in Berlin, so. No, I mean, yeah, just hmm. the general shots, just the establishing shots and stuff. It's a, but it's a harbor town. We like. A good yeah, we town. like good harbor towns here. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what did you uh, think and feel about it, Kirkland? You know, it's funny. I um. I didn't even give it a slow burn. It was almost like predictable but then the end so it was almost like I felt like it was fairly flat on a platter so you could get punched in the face in the last (laughs) 45 seconds or the last 90 seconds of the film and it really was like like what the fuck you know what just happened Mm -hmm. with um even with uh you know Robin Wright and that last little glare yeah, yeah. where you were talking about the chemistry and then their eye contact was almost like, yeah, we didn't have shit. And she got in the car and rolled out. <laughs> Pardon my French. <laughs> no, it's true. So it was can like, I just say she looked very weird as a brunette? Yeah. <laughs> but, I think, but I think since looked, there were so many blondes in the movie, they asked her to become a brunette or something. <laughs> I think it worked. I felt though. the same way. Yeah. I think it worked. I think it worked for her character. Sure. <laughs> but I, I think if it doesn't have that ending... This movie just feels like not a TV show, but you know what I'm saying, like a yeah, like well, no, like an, an like epi- a procedural. Yeah, of, proce- yeah. Very, if, if there was some kind of like German. you said, there was a predictability to it, right? But it is, it's, and well, it's not even necessarily like an actor's piece. But no, it, but it, I feel like it was the it was climax at the end, like the predictability. It was like the bubble gum. In the blow pop, like it had to be kind of <laughs> steady, uh-huh. because even in the very end, 
when what was his partner's name? Uh, Who knows? Nina Haas. Yeah. 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 When she comes over and like it's all crumbled and he realized like, oh man, I can't believe this happened. I don't know why, but I thought about his little monologue about the uh, it takes a barracuda to catch a shark. And that's awesome that you said that because that is what I would love. I want to play that clip. So you know what? We're, we're here right now. Let's play that clip and we'll then kind of talk about that scene because I think it's, it gives a great explanation of what they're like, almost like their just general like mission statement as a, as a group is. German intelligence needs a job to be done that German law won't let it do. So me and my people, we stay small. We stay on the streets. We make the weather. Our sources don't come to us. We find them. Uh, we become their friends, their brothers, their fathers, their lovers, if we have to. Uh, when they're ours, and only then, we direct them at bigger targets. It takes a minnow to catch a barracuda, a barracuda to catch a shark. I don't fish, Herr Bachmann. It's a metaphor, Erhard, just a metaphor. We take our time, we watch, we wait. We see what Allah provides. Uh, well, this time Allah has provided Isa Kopov and his ill-gotten millions. As you can see from the report my team has compiled, Dr. Abdullah has provided an extensive list of his favorite charities to be the recipients of those millions. Uh, each one of those charities has been CIA cleared. It is my belief he will replace one of the names on this list with another. Uh, Seven Friends Navigation Company. What kind of proof can he show us? Proof is what we're looking for. If this, Abdullah, uh, if this barracuda, if I've understood the metaphor, takes the bait, with what leverage will you secure his cooperation? On the negative. Uh, threat of prosecution, prison, uh, public humiliation, discrediting of his charities, uh, deportation of his wife and children. I, I choose the positive. Amnesty, citizenship, for which he has applied half a dozen times. Now we are offering citizenship to financiers of terror? You are all familiar with the operational plan. We have three hours to apprehend Abdullah, make him ours, and get him back home before anyone notices. And if he does not comply? Then he's yours. Do with him whatever you need to do. And Issa Karpov? He's to be left alone. In my eyes, it's unacceptable. Find someone else to parade before the cameras. That was agreed. He has our protection. Martha, what is the American perspective? Maybe if you could define for us what you think the long-term objective would be. What are we trying to achieve? To make the world a safer place. Yes, yeah, so that scene, they go to Berlin, right? And <clears throat> at that point, it's like a meeting of other German officials and then Robin Wright 
Uh, she plays, uh, what's her character's name? Uh, Martha Sullivan. So it's her yeah. and this guy, like uh, this German official, Moore, that seems to kind of be the, the foil in the German government to uh, our main man, to, mm. Gu- to Gunther. And that's just like he just ex- kind of explained. And I love, yeah, so I, I love the guy doesn't get the analogy. it's so just again from returning from germany it's so german like that bureaucratic way to go about things there's they're very efficient people yeah and gunther in their world is like a rebel you know yeah he's he's like a rock no not a rock star but he's like a badass like in the the government system (laughs) because they never get into it but they allude to like him being kind of discreet Graced by some, or some some like some kind of plan at one point didn't go. The Apparently, way. the book goes into it more. Yeah. Um, from what I read, it's like he he did this similar thing where he didn't get a guy enough, and it they got away. Or yeah, they got away. And <clears throat> yeah. So I like mean, the, even nine eleven is alluded to at the beginning. Well, that's what I'd like with, to. Yeah, they one of the hijackers that was like was in the Hamburg cell. Yeah, it was like nine eleven was kind of planned like in the Ham- in Hamburg, in Hamburg. And, like Hamburg. like you know possibly he's it's his fault nine eleven is Philip Smurhoffen's fault. There was a scene between he and Robin right where she mentions like whatever that was not being his fault or like. Uh, I forgot what the, I forgot what the wording was. Well, she's, but he has this yeah. stillness in his face, like I don't know, this kind of epiphany, or she just like gave him some pretty serious information. Yeah, I mean, the whole time, uh, you know, since it's like dealing with spies. Yeah, you don't really out. know. Let's, you don't know who to trust. Yeah, doesn't know who to trust. Yeah, he has his go-to <clears throat> team, but it is very. Uh, but she she is being like kind of nice to him and says like at one point like oh no that sounds you know yeah that's why it's like her her I, I don't want to call it a double cross but her uh, fuck you I'm arresting the guy anyway thing uh-huh. like is awesome you know yeah it's just one of those uh, again so I don't know what to necessarily like. I guess what I like about it is because it's kind of showing like a brief moment in time. I mean, it still is relevant in the sense of like it's dealing with refugees. And I mean, while that might not be in the headlines right now, that was obviously like a big story throughout last year. And Germany is a place for a lot of like Islamic uh, or like Muslim refugees in between. I didn't, I didn't notice it as oh, much yeah. in, in Hamburg as in when I was when I was in Berlin as well, but I mean Hamburg it still seems like I remember go, walking around it. There's so many like freshly painted still like hammers and sickles. It just <laughs> it seems like a very still possibly like divided city or just people. Uh, I don't know. I didn't even think about that while I was watching and thinking about the timing. Mm-hmm. That that's. They went for it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's yeah. pretty... Like, yeah. It's 2014. We're yeah. talking two years later, that becomes... I mean, especially with, like, ISIS becoming part of our vernacular. And I think that's even more credit to this author. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Ooh, we, we said just, it. We were, we were saying it before. He's very famous in the spy genre. John Lacar. Yeah, John Lacar. Like, people always say, like... John Picard. 
John Jean-Luc Luc Picard? From- <laughs> like, oh, a John Lacar spy novel. This guy's yeah. been writing the top spy novels since the 60s. Like, I don't read enough of spy novels. But, no, neither, neither do um, I. Think only a couple of his, his, his books have been adapted. Um, yeah, the one was uh, Tinker... Tinker Taylor, Taylor with Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that, that did like, spy. well as yeah. far as... I know that got a few nominations. Yeah, a little polarizing, I know. And yeah. there was another one that got adapted. This I, didn't... I, I mean, it played at Sundance, but this movie didn't really, you know, receive any recognition. No, it didn't have a wide release or anything like yeah. that. But... Um, he wrote it a couple years before this movie was shot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, you know, uh, recent. It's not in like, the late two thousand. Like, yeah, yeah. I think like six years before. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then it, you say like, "Wow, this guy like he's ahead of the curve here." Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and so is this film. <clears throat> yeah, you, you know, you have Russians in the news as well, and this is very much like a Chechnyan Russian story too. Yeah, I mean that's it's. They they build some interesting like relationships and dynamics because you have the character of uh, Rachel McAdams and she works for some uh, what is Sanctuary North. Yeah, she's like an immigration lawyer. Yeah, so she kind of helps people like that are seeking asylum, and so I mean the film opens with this character of uh, I, Isa? Isa? Isa, 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 yeah, Isa. And what this snuck on, like, I think it's a big port city, so on a boat from Turkey, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then right away we do get our, our main man on the phone, and it's just, it's a lot of, there's not, like, too many scenes. I mean, we played that one scene for you, but it's very much just, it's kind of cool. It shows you, like, the, almost like the blue-colloredness of the spy world of the gov- of you know government agencies and this like you know task force that's i mean they've i think the germans again it's addressing like that they feel very you know a lot of pressure from like 911 and just that their country seems to be a place where a lot of uh uh people of you know that are muslim islamic that they seek refuge and that it's just a a world where Unfortunately, you know, uh, you can't trust a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I like, um, I like, like you mentioned, blue collar. This isn't a glamorous <coughs> film. No, in our last movie with uh, God's Pocket, that was like a blue collar, blue collar <laughs> Philadelphia. This is blue collar uh, Hamburg, I guess. <laughs> um, did you mention the director? I said, yeah, Anton Corbin, yeah. And he, what other films has he done? His he other, did his uh, the, American? the American, the American, yeah. George Clooney, which is another mm. like foreign uh, yeah, espionage. That movie brought back that style of posters. I don't know if you remember the. Poster. I remember talking. I specifically, I even bought that move, the DVD, the movie without having seen it before, <laughs> just because I loved like the cover <laughs> of the DVD. It's one of the last like DVDs I bought before going to Blu-rays. I think. So yeah, that's a, what I remember about that. Yeah, film. it's just like white and orange. It looks very like seventies, you know. Yeah, like you said, like Marathon Man or like a Steve, <laughs> yeah, Steve yeah, McQueen yeah, movie. Yeah, that yeah. It's, like, it's like white and orange. Yeah, orange. And, yeah. And this film, again, for for Poster Monday, there wasn't too many. They really didn't do uh, too many different types of posters. No, it wasn't marketed a lot. This no. film, which is weird, because he just died. You would think they would try to take advantage of that. Yeah, just like I'm you glad know, they didn't. But you know. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's not like the Dark Knight, you know, posthumous like Heath Ledger. <laughs> oh man, more people are going to go see that. Slash also like the Last Jedi with Carrie Fisher. But at the same time, it is yeah, it's a little surprising that I mean, some slimy person in Hollywood didn't say like go like oh this Academy Award winning actor, you know, eh. 
you know, they're even pushing it like for Phantom Thread. It was Daniel Day Lewis, you know, he's retiring. The man's retired and become a cobbler in Italy already. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he'll be back. Yeah, and he'll be back. Acting but, will call him. Yeah, you know? exactly. There will be some juicy role that he'll probably end up playing like, you know, an Italian shoe cobbler. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna ask. I guess put this out, this question out there. I mean, I mean, more for you, Kyle, because you saw, you, you, we've been doing this journey together. But just sure. in general, well, first, what did you think of Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance in this overall? <sighs> because th- this is this is late career Hoffman, and we've had some. Not everyone has been on board with late career Hoffman. We'll put it that way. No. So I mean, just I mean, just as far as like <clears throat> he as a person goes, this is and he's very heavy set at this point he's like looks disheveled but he's but i mean he's taking these roles that he's also playing kind of like disheveled individuals so it's i don't know where you know where life is then turning into like art you know where the where where the you know line crosses there but as far as performance again it's not it's he's very much I feel like every scene he's in he's letting the other person like work off of him very well you know it's very much like a good like back and forth and he's just playing the very the you know like the calm and the other not that again not that it's every performance a great performance doesn't mean that he's getting really intense like or whatever but it's I, I feel like you know, like he's really good, but it's more like every scene, like the person that plays across from him, it's like almost like their time to shine in a way. Yeah, like he's really. It's a lead role that he's supporting a lot. I guess. Yeah, it's what interesting you, that way. What'd what you, do you think? Yeah, what do you think, Kirkland? Um, I thought nuanced. So, like, one of my favorite scenes was uh, when Nikki. Vicky Crape? No, no, no. The assistant. Nina Haas. Yeah. Nina, yeah. When she goes in to the interrogation room to speak with... Um, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. yeah. Annabelle. Yeah. The look on his face, it's this very subtle excitement to watch his partner do her thing. Yeah. And it's, it's so nuanced. Because you look, and he walks to the right. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back to the left, and he's not really doing it anymore. And you're like, did he just do that? And you're like, yeah, he probably did because he's that good. Um, and when they were in the van right before the signature, mm-hmm. um, and he's just like, he's watching, and he just like puts his hand on his shoulder. It's uh, I, th- I felt like there was there was authenticity to it. Like when he gets out of the chopper and he's pulling his pulling his belt up. He's just a, a master just, yeah. of, of the little yes. character yes. traits. Yeah. And like you're saying, like he has these like joyful moments like where it's just you know, it's I, I, I it's gotta be a world where there's more disappointments or, you know, more failures than you know, than succeeding. Yeah. And, and so he's not he's, even smiling. He's not, not smiling. No. There's just this little like well, hint his eyes of get wider. Yeah. Second yeah. Of, like you said the pat on the back. Yeah. And again he's <clears> he's it's that he plays very, you know, these characters that, um, again, very vulnerable, but then he's also played a lot of mentors. And that's what I kind of got from that relationship, almost like he's kind of, you know, they're like, you know, she's like his right hand, you know, like person, but it feels like there was a bit of like a mentorship to her in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're equals, but. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you guys are saying. Like, I was a little worried because I'd never seen this film before. And I was a little worried about late career Hoffman because I hadn't seen those Hunger Games films before. And I was like, 
it, the, I don't want to see this guy lose it because everything I'd seen was awesome, mm-hmm. and I I don't know if he you know because his personal life obviously he had shit going on you yeah. know, and I was just hoping that he would keep bringing it towards the end. And this movie has helped validate that he does because it's not he can he can go through the motions. He's big enough at this point where he can just read the lines and do his <laughs> thing and it'll be okay. But it's that subtlety in the face and the way he walks and how he carries himself that's continuing here that, again, awesome for me. Validates it for me. Yeah, it's the same with me that, like, there's just, I mean, we covered that period where he was just like, it was like every film was like a haymaker after a haymaker, like some of his most, like, notable, like, films. And then, you know, since The Master in 2012, it kind of got, like, a little quiet again, a little bit more, like like uh, subdued in a way or just like like just I mean but they're just quieter performances mm-hmm. as far as just the characters and the films yeah and honestly, the, and the, not a lot of big movies not a lot of big movies but you know I mean but obviously then he's in this huge franchise of that of the Hunger Games and he's playing a supporting character in three of them um, but I, I'm sure that you know if he didn't pass that there would have been that next really juicy meaty you know like role of his yeah yeah and i i feel like you say something that was interesting brian you said not a lot of big movies but i felt like a lot of big roles and if you're really paying attention like to 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 act to act out yes like here's my scene you know that's almost easier in a way than the 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 humanizing kind of I don't know becoming the, the the ticks and the twitches and the this is how I do my belt and the stuff that you're you're like you'll only be with them for 90 minutes mm-hmm. you know or two hours but you're like by the second half you're like oh shit I know this guy like I knew he was going to do that when he walked through the door because that's what he does when he walks through the door yes and the, oh, you know? so <clears throat> cigarettes and yeah his little character yeah. quirks and traits and yeah. almost nothing with him ever feels out of place once we're into a film yeah if that makes sense yeah like, he and always makes you believe absolutely and the, well said the, I think some of these again since it wasn't like a thriller and it wasn't like a chase film like there's the one little moment where he drives the car and try you know like whatever but it's not you know no one's really running it I after one another, I feel like this could be translated to stage. And he is, mm. you know, that's the world that he loved the most, actually, in theater. And I feel like, you know, th- that's something that carried over into possibly the last film with God's Pocket and now this one, uh, you know, a most wanted man that I, that whether it could be performed on stage, that he maybe took a little bit of that approach or just, you know, n- knowing that. You have I don't, I don't know I mean I don't go I don't I don't go to the, like the, theater a lot so I know obviously actor you know just through projecting that they have to get loud at some moments and maybe those little character traits might get lost from like a distance in a theater crowd but I think that's just <clears throat> what a, like a master of their craft does yeah mm-hmm. and if you think about the adaptation almost every single uh, character's role. I mean, good movies do this, but this movie like intensively did it. You thought one thing, 
and by the end it was something else you know like William Defoe comes in and you're like oh my god this creepy kingpin and then by the end he's like cowering to run into his Mercedes and yada 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 mm-hmm. um, so with the book adaptation imagine if you were reading it the character development of all these people that we just got like a little taste of it probably you know would have been so if this was like a six hour movie you know watching everyone's character develop would have been uh, something so I feel like for him to actually be able to pull that off uh, in such a short amount of time speaks volumes. I think this would be an interesting book and just like this world would, I mean, obviously there's plenty of, we even said one of them, like Homeland or whatever, but just I, I was intrigued by this world of specifically Hamburg, but just the German government. You know, we just, I mean, so many, so many of the movies we see, Americans play such a big role, and this, the only American we really see is the Robin Wright's, you know, character. Yeah. Kind of the overlord, like... Yeah. You know. And he do, even, like... Do um, you work for me, Gunther? Yeah, and even Gunther, like, at one point says, like, oh, Americans, you know, just like... Yeah, he doesn't like the Americans. I love when, just, because he gets low, so, like, when hit with the German accent, he's like, oh, America. Like, it's, <laughs> So visceral and like from the like gut. <laughs> what was the line he says? Uh, so so what exactly is the objective here? Can you explain it to us? And he's like, he says, make the world a safer place. And yeah. he's like poking at her, and you're like, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then once and then ten minutes, minutes later, bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for him, it's a. Like, I th- it's like one little victory at a time. I mean, uh-huh. they are going after, like, his whole thing is, I think, that they want to keep, turn like, they find people, like, he, again, he says in that, you know, speech that we played, that they try to find local people and turn them. So he even has uh, the main, so he's like a, like, I think a professor philanthropist, this one. Professional philanthropist, yeah, he's like a, a very rich guy, and he doesn't seem like on the surface like how they profile him he's like <clears throat> open and he's not like mm-hmm. uh, super religious but he's funneling money to Al-Qaeda yeah certain money to like a sh- some kind of again it's, since it's a, it is a very big important port town just in Europe in, you know, in Germany and they're putting a little bit of, like into a shipping company that ends up giving I guess yeah and he's tr- like you said, that's his bigger fish. He thinks he can go even further if he turns him. Yeah, and his goal is to turn him, and then they go just go ahead and take both... Uh, I forget that... I wrote down his name, that character. I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. But that... And then Issa, you know. Because he... It's... Like, that's, that's it. Like, we don't know if we can trust uh, Gunther as well. Because, I mean, who... I mean, who do you? Who did you guys? I mean, did you necessarily? Did you like side with any? You know, these movies have you like kind of siding with people sometimes. Was anybody was like Rachel McGat? Did you feel for? Well, I felt for her. I mean, she was <laughs> upset. No, but I'm just saying. Did you like? <laughs> did you think like at some points like, oh, he's gonna screw her over too? Or did you think that you know Gunter was a straight shooting kind of guy? I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> That's an interesting question. Because he gets the passports, right? Because it's the, that's the he's he's gonna let Issa stay at the end. Yeah, and I think he I think he is sincere about that. Yeah. You know, it's funny the the conversation 
like even this sitting here uh, makes me so much more aware of how layered how nuanced the film actually was like I'm thinking about in the end um, uh, Rachel McAdams had her yell when he gets like taken away mm-hmm. yeah. and then immediately like you refer back to her uh, um, when Gunther calls her out for saying it's almost like you wanted to you wanted to be done with this you were mm-hmm. pretending to be apprehended you know <laughs> and it's like yeah. the, like that second look you're like man it was actually like like hook after hook after hook after hook mm-hmm. yeah pretty interesting yeah I think some of that probably comes from the novel too I mm-hmm. would have yeah. to imagine um, I mean I, like, I guess <clears> it's at least I think she I think she sees in the end like his reaction is real too that he wasn't like you know because one could you know if I was in her shoes you could guess that he was like you know even giving you the passports and saying everything's okay that he knew that that was going to happen and like you know the cars were going to block him and crash into him and I think the moment it happened was so perfect because that's he was right about to try to turn him you know yeah he's like right and you think it's just gonna I love his look as a cab driver. It's <laughs> <laughs> like wearing the vest and the hat. Were there any other scenes you wanted to? I think let's we've got, we've mentioned it a little bit. Let's play the scene of uh, him talking to Rachel McAdams and like you know when she first gets uh, brought to. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there, I guess her, mentioned. I do. Yeah. Inter- I do air quotes to interrogation. <laughs> You can't do this. I'm a lawyer. This is criminal. Fuck down. Lawyer. A fucking social worker for terrorists. Cigarette. That's right, you've given up. Is that it? Is that all the fight you're going to give me? Pacifist. We know about you. Left-wing lawyer, party family, father's a judge. Everything you do says fuck you to him. Is it the best you can do? Can I go now? Go where? Go where? Back to your self-righteous friends at Sanctuary North. But no one's going to saw off their heads, are they? Nobody's going to blow up their kids because they're on a beach in Bali or riding a train to school in Madrid or London. How fucking dare you? How fucking dare me? Tell me I've broken every rule in the book. That I've trampled on the essence of the Constitution. You want to spout that crap? Yes. Do you know where you are? No, you don't. I 
This is the real world, Annabelle. We are fighting against the radical offcuts of a nation called Islam. You've crossed the line. You're on their side now. Yeah, and like this, like he says, Gunter's really on. He he doesn't know where she stands. He knows like what she who she works for. So he's assuming that she's not playing. Like she's not actually like playing in the world of terrorism per se. But he's you know because he says, "Oh, you're self righteous friends." I think at this point you're not sure about uh, Issa, right? Yeah. Well, that's what's really interesting about this film too that they that you think like, oh, he's gonna end up like being. Like he's 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 a he's a good guy. He doesn't want his father's money, right. his blood money. Yeah, but you I mean he's already been arrested for terrorism. Yeah. Like so, you don't know if like no, you don't know. Yeah. He's actually there for that. So I think Gunther's concern, Gunther's concern. Yeah. Thank you. Is is more? How can I put it? It's more like if this guy actually turns out being a, a terrorist, mm. is she gonna support him? Yeah. Somehow or let him go. I mean, it ends up not being really an issue because he seems like he's just a guy who wants to restart his life. Yeah, but. I mean, it, it's it's a for for like an international like prem. I mean, premise. You know, in this crazy world of you know spies and terrorism and stuff like that, it's a very intimate film. Yeah, and that's, yeah because, that's a good way to put it. And 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 I like that because again, like there's so many movies and you're always expecting like. A, you know, plot twist after plot twist, someone betraying after someone betraying, mm-hmm. and like just the the family that like the mother and son that take in Issa in the beginning. <clears throat> you're like, or you know, they've made it even like when Issa's walking behind this woman, you're like, oh, what's he gonna do? And then they cut to it, and the son comes home, and the son's also like a boxer. Yeah, you see, like the this son. guy is like a big physically fit right. guy, and you're like, ooh, he's gonna be like a henchman, for right? Somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. Like, and then yeah. you're like, Mister Softy. Yeah. So I guess in a ironic way it is like a lot of like uh what is that called in the like uh like shadow or what like you know shadow games in a way like mm. it's it's not that but the film is yeah the plot doesn't the story yeah. doesn't have a bunch of them but it did it to us yeah. or at least to, to me to me no, yeah. no no you're absolutely right yeah. and talking it out now is making me I'm yeah. loving this movie more yeah like think, <laughs> yeah. making me think about it more yeah because yeah, <laughs> even when you when you mentioned um, uh, Gunther's reaction I was thinking about her reaction and they go back to her and she like puts her hands on her head sitting and she like sits down on the curb and I'm like like is she full of shit like did she know this was gonna go down it's like you really <laughs> you're really yeah. confused and it's funny because it's like Willem Dafoe who's like holding her back. Yeah, he's holding her back. There's one other person. I was a part of. No, there's like, uh, I guess, whatever. I mean, is do you think it's like the who, who who takes them away in the end? I know again. I know it's like the characters of more the like the German official yeah. and Sullivan. But like, who do you think is to, is it the German government or is also then much more with the CIA or or I think it's definitely <clears throat> like the. U.S. government making the German government do it. Yeah. They mention how they can't. She meant she she mentions, and it's like an allusion to like the Obama administration over the Bush administration in uh-huh. terms of they don't their policy is not to take people from sovereign allies into their own custody. 
Um, I don't know if that's actually happening here. We don't know, you know, but um, if or if that's just her line. Well, at least it's a nice, easy time in our political system. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they don't. Yeah, like who knows? Who yeah. the hell knows? Like who's really taking it? And we just know that this came from higher up, probably. Yeah, and again, like Gunther is just like someone. He's in it for like the long game, but it seems like the way that at least Americans are depicted in this and our strategy is just like, let's get them out of the, just get them out of the system. And then you see so many of those movies from low level crime to again, these like big, like, you know, international organizations that you always have like, oh, then someone else is just going to replace that person. So I think Gunther's like game is again, like he was going to let Issa go and then talk to that, you know, philanthropist guy and get into that world and then get into the, I forget what the boat was, but, but the, I, co- the company was, called. I not, you know, just uh, to get geopolitical slightly, oh, I kind of understand uh-huh. where like the American point of view there would be coming from. That's a hard sell, like to your higher ups, like, you yeah, know, no, no, this German guy who's fucked up before. He's on to something. Let him continue doing his yeah. thing, even though we have this guy. You know, some <clears throat> some higher up, some boss is like, "You're gonna fucking let him do this." And there, and it's higher ups in the German government too. It's yeah, not just like Americans push pushing. Like, let him along. play his game until we know we got this guy. Essentially, yeah. And if you know you can get this guy, get this guy. I mean, they have, but they have that guy's like son is also like uh, Jamal, right? Yeah, this is his name, and you know, he's like, bitch. He's like, oh, I'm betraying. My, you know, my father, yeah. and I mean, he's very. I mean, Gun- Gunther is manipulative. I mean, you have to be in that world. Yeah, but I think, like, again, but for the right, but for like good-hearted, like he's. I don't know. I think he felt like to Jamal that he he knew that he was just going to try to turn his father, and he knew he wasn't going to, you know, have him arrested. So he you know justified. I, you know what I thought was interesting. One of the best shots of the film when Jamal's father was going to sign the document. Mm-hmm. The look on his face actually made me wonder if he knew something was going on or not that. Okay. But why, like, it, not that if he was like hostage. And I was like, I wonder if there's like an organization that has a gun to his head, making sure he signs all these documents over. Mm-hmm, the yeah. look was, um, uh, it's 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 hard to. There was like it, uh, empathy is the wrong word, but like well, I know what you're kind of like, yeah, huh? There's a heavy, there's like probably every time he signs something, yeah, there's a heaviness to and it. And it like, wasn't like a he thinks they're gonna catch me right now. It was kind of. Yeah, well, I think was... he thinks of the consequences every time. Right. But yeah, the way that, they shot a, it. That's a good way. To, that's a good yeah. like theory because that makes sense because you know, who knows someone could be extorting him. He no, again, be... at, at that And the moment... way they, they yeah, you know what and you know what it is? I I heard it um man, where did I hear it first? I think it was to not to get crazy, but it was Roger Ailes first did it with Nixon. And okay. it's that that lower angle camera view. And I could be wrong, but I think it was a lower angle camera view from his right side, and you saw the contemplation on his face. Mm-hmm. And that is a, um, a view of, I don't want to say superiority, but the way he 
like nailed it the the thoughtfulness in it you were like just for a second i was like is this a bad guy what yeah huh? well the, <laughs> yeah and, yeah, and yeah. in his hesitation really of signing it i thought at that moment like oh is also like he's not going to and he's just gonna like try to run off and mm-hmm. then that's when people come busting in the doors or something like that like is it gonna but everything kind of du- like everything in this film is working and everyone kind of is the way that they're initially like set up to be like Issa is a refugee and doesn't want anything more at this point to do with like, yeah that you know like yeah. everyone actually is kind of what they're portrayed to be except for I guess Robin Wright's character that ends up betraying you know Gunther but yeah but she would she didn't come in all like oh you know yeah, no. and if, and no, if you exactly. looked at it if yeah. you looked at her haircut and, and her, <laughs> yeah. and her well, outfit yeah, she's she, exactly yeah. what she yeah. what she looked yeah. like I don't trust a brunette Robin Wright <laughs> <laughs> no we'll have to tune into last season House of Cards is she brunette out. in that she changes her hair no, she's, no she's I mean she's, oh, okay no. Yeah, I guess. but I can't trust her in that world either so yeah, whatever I just don't trust her <laughs> can't Robin trust Wright. her period. I don't trust her yeah nope. I do again I do like late career Robin Wright uh, I don't want to say late career because hopefully she has a long career uh, a post, she a post Jenny Robin Wright yeah as opposed to she left Billy Bean though <laughs> but like okay not like that she's hardly in Moneyball I know <laughs> but she's she's hardcore you know an, an actor actress is hardcore and like if you saw them in real life you'd be nervous <laughs> She's intimidating. Yeah, yeah if I saw Robin right in real life, I'd be like... Intimidating. I'd yeah. cross the street. Yeah, for like a petite <laughs> woman, she's just even like fit, like standing, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, she's got power. This yeah. isn't damsel, damsel in distress Robin Wright anymore. No. You know? No. This is like, holy shit. Yeah. Her distress is like she killed this her husband. Like, this, is yeah. pup- this is the puppeteer Robin Wright. <laughs> yeah, you know, something's up kind of thing. <laughs> and not puppeteering for his gum, but slow person into doing what she wants no i no i hate yeah let's not no don't get me on that i hate the character of jenny she's a horrible person as more time passes more people realize that yeah (laughs) maybe that's where it started you know yeah maybe then started to turn that'll be later on in our forest gump podcast where we break down or Robin Wright Every, podcast, possibly. Oh, possibly. Robin. She would be, yeah, when the guys were deciding on uh, a female uh, podcast, that would have been... Well, that, she'll probably end up on the other... What's the one that they have now oh. for the strong women? Wish we what knew the, we could promote it. Yeah. Uh, you can call it Robin Wrong. Robin, <laughs> Robin Wright podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so was there another scene you want to talk about? Or is... No, I mean, those were the two. We can't, like, I'd love to play the last scene, but there's it's more about like watching than, yeah. Yeah. than listening. Well, maybe, you know what? Oh, then, uh, we're making, obviously we're recording this now, but then it's going to get released. So maybe that the, the day of I uh, will uh, post, they, they have that final scene. So I'll post, I'll post the scene with it. Oh, on our Facebook page? On our Facebook Yeah, page. you can check that so out. Check it out on our Facebook guys. page. And um, yeah, I can't, I really... I, it's just a I mean it's an interesting movie I think it's a really well executed movie um, I'm just like looking at my notes to see if there's anything else I really want to say it is a movie that at the end it says in loving memory of Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah and somebody else the other guy is he uh, he was a producer of also other film adaptations of again the author okay hmm. so he, he passed away this around the same time so. gotcha awesome Anything else you want to bring up, Kurt? Um, no, just 
the movie it's even better than I thought it was after this discussion. Yeah. This was this is It's a, happened sometimes. It's happened sometimes yeah. that I've oh, been you know what? <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. And there's That's some cool. that after talking after a little while I'm like That's oh, really yeah, cool. Not, or or revisiting a film like Patch Adams which doesn't age well. <laughs> oh my god. But uh <laughs> But this is it's it's a very I I'm happy that as far as you know, it being his last like film that he is the lead in, you know that th- this was a worthy, you know. I mean, by all means, the master that would have been like almost like you know, if you passed away right after the master came out in 2012, that would have just been like you know, a cr- crazy performance to go mm. on. But it's not. It's it, it is kind of perfect for his career because it, yeah. it is this very it's just like this subtle it's about it's it shows a little bit of like every side of him in a way and his uh what what made him just such a terrific actor yeah yeah and again i'm like i'm i'll say it again i'm happy he's still kicking ass towards the end you know yeah he's still doing shit <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't mailed it in and he's not gonna i mean if you want to talk about we don't know right we have to watch or rewatch. uh the last two Hunger Games. Yes. And see how they really utilize him post Yeah, and I don't think I've seen any parts of part one. Maybe parts of part one. And I've seen a majority of... Have you seen either any of the Hunger Games? I saw the first one. Yeah, and he's not... Yeah, he comes in, in the second out. one. Yeah, yeah we're, we're recent. We, you know, because we have to watch the Hunger Games stuff. So, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see how they use him. But this is... Probably, yeah, but also yeah. It's, the, it's the Hunger Games, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, I'm enjoying them more than I thought I would. <clears throat> Fair, yeah, but they're not his movies at all. No, exactly. yeah, That's either way. Yeah. That's, you know, this is this is his last his like, last complete role, we'll say. Yeah. You know, like his last top to bottom. So, you know, and he does a great job. Yeah. So with that being said, um, Kirk, is there any place people, if you want people to follow you, if not, is there any place to? Um, Instagram, any social media, or just I don't know. Your business. My girlfriend does my Instagram account. I don't know what the name is, <laughs> <laughs> but it probably has Blake Shepard in there somewhere. And uh, nah, that's it, man. Cool. This is fun. Well, yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks a lot so of fun. much for coming on. Uh, yeah, definitely. Again, really appreciate it, was, it. Always like to. I saw right away that you you were just you you kind of. Your face lit up when we said Phyllis Hunter Hoffman. You just, you truly did uh, appreciate his work, as as do we, and as do I assume most oh, of our. Oh, it's gonna be so hard <laughs> to say goodbye. I know. But. Well, maybe, maybe we'll, you know, like we, we're, Brian and I are always talking, and hopefully there's, you know, maybe we'll there'll be a- after the podcast ends, we'll have episodes here and there of you know re- revisiting yeah, like we might revisit films revisit things yeah, yeah like or goes, some kind yeah. Of go, watch, go watch it on the big screen so all i'm gonna say is ho- hopefully in the future besides just seeing uh seeing you at so- social events and enjoying conversations with you maybe we'll uh get to have you on again and uh in some anytime. capacity in some capacity one or another so. anytime awesome so as always, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, and Google Cage- Play. Google Play, yes. And you could also find us always at CageClub.me. That's CageClub.me. Dot M-E. Yes, a lot of other good shows there, as we always try to promo and promo our buddies there. Um, we've been guest stars on some recently. I was just on a Cage Club rewatch of Honeymoon in Vegas. 
Oh. Which was very fun. Very, that's little a, Bruno that's, Mars. That's a little uh, Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars is like a child Elvis. In the really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no great. shit. You gotta look up the clip. <laughs> that, just, that just obviously uh, outed me as someone that didn't listen to either listen. Revisited or the uh, original, <laughs> the original. <laughs> I was also recently on the Moonstruck Revisited, so check oh. that out. Jeez. Um, we have a couple coming up, I know. Yeah. Um, so definitely check out the other shows on there, because... Good stuff. This is like the the golden age of Cage Club, I would say. Yes, and uh, as said in the beginning, and as it's clear that our podcast is coming towards and you know an end, and you know as far as covering all of his films. Uh, yeah, next week we should have a little itinerary for how we're going to end this thing. Yes, we got some special surprises, some special a special event in the works. We'll put it that way. Sure. No details yet. But uh, hopefully by next week we can share those details, and we hope to have your cooperation with it. That'd be nice. Yeah, and so tune in. You'll hear that on the uh, Hunger Games uh, Mockingjay Part 1 episode. So that's... <laughs> do, do the Hunger Games sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we conclude the Hunger Games. Yes. What is a trilogy of four? Yeah. Three, like, yeah, it's, there's a two-parter at the end. It was yeah. three books. I don't know, the Hunger Games saga. We will we will end it um, in the next two weeks and yeah, Kirkland. We always end with our uh, with us saying, or if we have a guest on, saying uh, to our Hoff fans, reminding them to stay uncool. It's a line that he says in one of the great great <coughs> movies and roles of uh, uh, Almost Famous. So if you would remind the Hoff fans to stay uncool, Hoff fans, stay uncool. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you.